What is up, everybody? Welcome to Apocalypse Now, the movie hangout show from Apocalypse Movies. It is a two-man show today to start the show, at what? least. I'm joined by Gio Ramos, and I am your host, Jacob Bartley. How are you doing, Gio? How's it going, man? Good. I hope you had a great 4th of July weekend. I hope everyone out there had a great 4th of July weekend. Mine was very low-key. Um, I spent a lot of it indoors. I did a Independence Day 25th anniversary deep dive discussion on Sunday. That's how I spent my Independence nice. Day. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, that that's a movie that, you know, along with Die Hard and you could say Richard Donner's Scrooge, which we'll talk about, you know, those holiday movies that you watch, even if you don't watch it all the way through every year, it's just like it's on TV or somebody's watching it or whatnot. Somebody's talking about it. But um, yeah, that was how my weekend went, man. Yeah, I had a good Fourth uh, of July weekend. Uh, obviously, watched some fireworks, some of those street fireworks that go on the middle of the middle of the road in the neighborhood, yeah. and you gotta watch out for cars. Had one of those uh, type of nights, so it was pretty fun. Uh, it was a Sunday night, so nothing too crazy. Just uh, kept it pretty low key. Um, nice. Yeah, man. So Keith should be joining us a little later on in the show. Uh, Brian and Jake had some stuff to attend to, so they should be back with us next week. And yes, Stardrew, we will be addressing the movie watching challenge here in a minute. Um, but yeah, this is just like old times. It's, it, if people don't know, uh, I know we always mention the Holy Trinity of Jake, Jacob, and Geo. But for those of you who don't know, the podcast slash video version actually started uh, before we started working with Jake at Movie Talk Express, which was a blog that Geo started. We started the podcast version, and then we met Jake shortly after that. So it used to be just Jacob and I. Uh, mm-hmm. Or just Geo and I talking. Uh, yeah, just me, just myself. Just you. Uh, just Geo and I talking. I don't have a cold, but I do sound a little bit nasally. I think my nose is a little stuffy. I um, I do have really bad like seasonal allergies. So when the seasons start, um, the weather it's starting to get really hot. So I think that's what's affecting me. Like when the weather changes, it starts to mess with yeah. me a little bit. But yeah. I am not sick. Don't have a cold. I, I should be good to go. But um, damn, Gio, you remember those old days, man? I think our old, our very first uh, podcast was an Ant Man review. The first Ant Man was our really? very first wow, thing we how, ever did. Yeah, that's how far back we go, man. Yeah, those throwbacks. I mean, we were kids back then, you know. Oh, and, you know, I, I was terrible. I remember listening to it. I sound so not scared, but I just sound, I have like no enthusiasm in my voice. I'm just talking monotone the whole time. Cause it was like my first time podcasting ever. Well, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, you know, I mean, yeah. to get on camera with the microphone and you're told to just be yourself, but then it's just like it, that, that takes time and we're still getting used to it, you know? So it's always a process. You got to work on it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, beer fest is a good one to, check out on 4th of July, even though it's not a 4th of July movie. I don't think it is, right? Or is there parts that take place on 4th of July? I've never but, seen it. Oh my goodness. I've that's never so seen it. Okay. <laughs> that's so disappointing. Beer Fest is amazing. And yes, Stardew Ant-Man is a great heist movie. Uh, still, honestly, 
man, it's hard to say top five nowadays with MCU, but it's still like in my top eight MCU movies. I love the first night, man. Um, well, Gio hasn't seen Beer Fest. And speaking of movies we have not seen, let's go to the movie watching challenge. We'll go ahead and cover it as best as we can. Do, 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 do. I'll do the noise effects since Brian isn't here. Um, so luckily, I've seen, like, I was the one challenged. I did not watch all four films, even though I had two weeks. I know I'm, I'm a bum. I'm sorry. But I did watch the movie I was that won the poll, which is A League of Their Own. This movie... I this is a movie that I've had on my radar. I know about um, very popular film, uh, very well known film. Obviously, uh, starring uh, Gina Davis. Yeah, D Tom Hanks. Uh, it's yeah, it has a stellar cast. I mean, it has Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna in it, which mm -hmm. I knew, but when I saw them, I was like, "Whoa, that's crazy!" They're so young in this mm -hmm. movie too. Yeah, which is which is really cool. Um, and this, when did this movie come out? It came out in 1992. Wow. Yeah. So I was just a baby. So so were you, Gio? Gio, have you seen A League of Their Own? I love A League of Their Own. I have seen yes. that one. Yes. Okay. So if you're, if, for those of you watching for the first time, every week, unless we have a watch along, we do a movie watching challenge. One of us is challenged to a new movie that we haven't seen. We keep a list. And, uh, and then each week a new person is challenged and the other four of us submit a film and it gets chosen either way, whether by a poll or by random selection. And the poll that won, or the movie that won the poll for my, for me being challenged was A League of Their Own. And I actually just watched it today at when I got home from work. And I, it's a delightful movie. Like it is a very delightful movie. I, mm -hmm. I, like, honestly, I really enjoyed it very much. It's, and you know, it, it's from 92. So there are things society wise that were acceptable back when they made films that they probably wouldn't do today. There's a lot of, um, and I know some of that was to show disrespect towards women, right? Some of the misogynistic stuff in the film was shown to show. It's done um, with intent. It is obviously because they, they want to show how women were treated even during, you know, during this time in, in the forties. Right. So it, it definitely is, but I still think if they made the movie today, it, they would, they would try to do it without being so direct. Like I forget the guy who the scout at the beginning of the movie who scouts them. He is just an, an a-hole man. Like oh, he, uh, what's his name? John Livitz. Yeah. John Livitz. <laughs> he is just like such an a-hole, but at the same time, they sent him out to do that job because mm -hmm. the character, because that's what exactly what they wanted. They wanted him, they wanted them to find talented and beautiful women to play right. in this league, which turns out like the talent is really the only thing that really mattered. But uh, honestly, this movie was way different than I expected. I'd never mm -hmm. seen a trailer or anything like that. I, the poster, like the image, the main image for the movie, it looks, mm -hmm. um, it makes it seem like, Look, Tom Hanks has a big role, but that makes it seem like Tom Hanks is like the star of the movie when he's really not. It's really and oh my, what? They, of course they have Madonna in the poster. You got to have Madonna, but the real main characters are the two sisters. Um, I, this 
the, that character holding the bat right there, and then her sister Kit. The, uh, uh, Gina Davis and um, yeah. oh man, hold on. Let, let me get her name. Uh, let's see. Wow, hold on. Yeah, I so Gina Davis so plays the lead, right? Yes, she does. She's the talent, and she's also, I mean, you were talking about John Levitz and his character. Like when they started this thing up, they cared a lot about looks which is messed up. Oh, but the league. It's so true. Yeah. They were like, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous to look at. And mm -hmm. it's just like, God, like, and, and, you know, it, it it's done with intent. It, it wants to show you what it was like, give you an idea of what it was like back then, but continue. Yeah. So definitely. Absolutely. And it is, it is very, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Like it, it's a great movie. It's an absolutely great movie. I understand why it's, uh, you know, why it's considered a classic. Uh, but th the thing that caught me off guard is like, I thought, I'd, I didn't know what the plot was. I, I knew essentially, I knew kind of what it was about, but I didn't know how they were going to execute it. Like, I, so it starts off like, I expected it to start off, oh, they're already playing baseball and Tom Hanks is their coach and they're, uh, they're struggling and they got to figure out a way to win. But nope, it's not even about like, it's not even like that. It's, it's a movie with a much bigger picture and it, it ties into world war two when a lot of adult men were going overseas to fight in the war, even professional baseball players. A lot of them went overseas and just like women had to go work out in factories during that time, they had to, they didn't want to stop baseball from going on. So they created a women's baseball league and that's kind of what the story revolves around. Yes, thank you, Lori Petty. So I found it, Lori Petty, but she's like not. If you try to look up the IMDb page, like her, you can't like find her name. It's weird. Point like, break. You, How could I forget? Yeah, she was in Point yeah. Break. So <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. It's you know, it has some interesting uh, characters, like Lori Petty's character. I was reading some stuff online. People saying like she's actually really selfish. Like she just wanted. Like it's it's not her fault that everybody, you know, or it's not her sister's fault that everybody gravitates towards her sister. Like her sister never was intentionally trying to take attention away from her. Right. Um, her sister like always had her back and stuff. And I love how eventually they end up playing against each other. And uh, the way the the way it happens, like the main character, the main character of teams that we're following the whole time, their team doesn't win. Dottie, uh, yeah, yeah. Lori Petty's uh, team, Kit's team that she got traded to, ends up winning. Which I thought, you know, in most movies we see, uh, especially during this time, we see the predictable thing happen, right? Like the team we've been following this whole time wins, but they they don't win. Uh, the younger sister's team wins, and it's just a overall like delightful, entertaining film. And the one thing that caught me off guard was Tom Hanks' character. I didn't know he was playing alcoholic ex-player who's injured and can't play anymore. Jimmy, this, Dugan, I think. Yeah. yeah, this is the most that I've seen, the most non-Tom Hanks character that he's played. <laughs> like this, everybody looks up to Tom Hanks as like the, you know, the just like the greatest guy ever, right? And he plays kind of a douchebag in this movie. And, and I Sean Wingblade beat me to it i was gonna ask you does so is this a debate she, I, I, yeah i was gonna ask you does she let her little sister win or not 
I'm torn on that. You know, that's the first thing that I questioned when I saw the moon, when I saw the scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I had to decide, I would say, yes, she did let her win. But at the same time, they showed throughout the movie that she was always hard on her sister. She was always hard on her sister. And even when the, uh, when she was pitching and she had to come out of the game, Tom Hanks, character asked Dottie like do you what do you think you know her the best and she's like she's done pull her out like she's always hard on her but every decision she made was like for the looking out for her like looking out for her best so but I they they emphasize it so much they show her fall down the ball falls out of her hand I'm gonna lean towards yes she did um agreed yeah well because in her mind, she's probably thinking like, okay, um, Dottie wants to play this last game, finish it out, right? Kit, baseball is her thing. Like, this is her dream. Early on when John Levitz is trying to uh, recruit her, she's That's very right. much yeah. like, I, I want this. And Dottie knows that if she does this for Kit, what kind of confidence it gives her going into next season. And because – I. Oh, wait a minute. Was it only one season? It's been a while. It was one season, yeah. And then, as as far as did did they ever do a second season of baseball? They did, but Mm -hmm. the movie ends after the first season. Right. And Dottie goes home with her husband and Kit stays. God damn it. Oh, yeah. How about that? Uh, uh, A very small role for Bill Pullman at the time. Yeah. uh, I'm curious. You know what I liked is that. Because they could have done a typical thing where, you know, Dottie and Tom Hanks, they like each other. There was, like, no romantic involvement at all. And I, I appreciated that because so many movies have to have the male lead and the female lead be romantically involved, especially. Oh, there, was tension. there was tension, though. I mean, we're talking Ray and Finn level tension. Bro. No, 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 no. Uh, especially in the 90s. No, I mean, Ray and Finn had no romantic chemistry at all. Um ah. I agree that there was some between these two characters, but also she was never going to budge and cheat on her husband. You, this character has too much honor and she, she would never do that. But when they, when one of the characters, I don't want to give too much spoiler away, but when she thinks that her husband might've died in the war, that scene was pretty harsh to watch. Um, I I saw this question. I, I was trying to think of it, Star Drew. I can't remember, but I remember that scene. I loved that scene when she was hitting the balls at, through the window in the gymnasium. I thought that was really cool. And I love that character. When they take her to the bar and she's the one singing on stage. Uh, and then that, the guy in the audience is like, oh, I love you yeah, so much. Yeah. I mean, I'm not laughing. Uh, it's cool. That's, uh, that's, that's awesome. You know, it's, just, it, it's fun. It's it's the fun moments in in. This oh movie. yeah, for sure. And I think Sean Wingblade said it. He said this movie's not just about baseball. It's about these sisters and their relationship, and it's about the camaraderie between these these girls as well, these women. And I really did. I I love sibling stories. Like even though I don't like, obviously I I don't have a sister and um, but I have brothers, so like I can relate a little bit. You know you you have this love hate this competition type relationship and i could definitely relate even though it's you know it's girls 
But uh, ooh, Colorado, Denver. Yep, I I wouldn't have got that. But I thought it was gonna be like Sacramento or something because that's that's where we are. But I, I know I wouldn't have got that. But that was a cool scene overall. Very glad I watched this. I think Brian challenged me to it. Um, it was either Brian or Jake that chose this movie. But thank you guys. I, I I'm glad I have this movie under my belt. It is very very enjoyable, and I had a great time watching it. Very very charming film, and I love how you know Ma Tom Hanks is he is definitely a supporting character. I love that because when you're making this movie, you could easily make him the main character, but he's not. He's definitely a side character. Like if I don't think this happened, but if they if he was nominated for this movie, it would have been for supporting actor. You know, like that's the type of role he had. And I really appreciate that he takes a back seat to the two sisters at least. He's probably the third main character if you had to narrow it down, but I'm glad he didn't shine over the two sister leads. So that was great. Uh, a couple things. The women's baseball league lasted a dozen years, 12 years. Awesome. Um, Amazon Prime, uh, they are working on a series, a reboot. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they just casted uh, the dude from Parks and Rec, the one everybody loves. Chris Pratt? Uh, no. 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 Is it the, Chris Pratt? No. The Ron Swanson. Oh. What's the oh. Name? Yeah. Um, He'll be this playing. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be playing Tom, Tom Hanks' role. Yeah. Really? A, a, not the same role, but like a coach. Oh, like a coach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they have a very diverse cast and um, production probably later on this year. So awesome. Yeah. That is. Oh, Nick Offerman. I can't Offerman. believe I was blanking on that. I He's. Yeah. It's literally one of my favorite characters ever, uh, Ron Swanson. So, dude, are you kidding me? It's starring Nick Offer or Nick Offerman's playing. That is, he is perfect for that role. He's like, that's that's absolutely perfect. So, I I will be watching that series mm -hmm. when it comes out. That that is great. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely glad I watched this movie. All right. So Brian was the one that I challenged next. Um, he couldn't make it on today's show. But we will be revealing the movies that he was challenged to. And I'm guessing since he's not here to decide, we're going to put a poll up. Um, uh, the notes say he will select the movie and how it's picked. So that that was planned when he was supposed to be on the show. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's sure. Brian was challenged. He will select the movie and how it's picked. That was these notes were made before we knew Brian wasn't going to be here. So. Uh, Jake will be putting up a poll, I'm assuming. So let's go ahead and reveal uh, those four movies. Gio, do you, you got those? Yep. First one is a classic, Basketball. Hmm. Yep. Never uh, seen Trey it. Park, Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Uh, it's so funny. <laughs> I need to I watch think, that. I think you would really love that one. <laughs> Next is a, well, Best Picture winner, and that's Birdman. Or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Nice. Incredible cast. And then you have the 2000, uh, let's call it a classic because so many classic cars. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, quite an ensemble. And then finally, the DiCaprio, Leo DiCaprio, Martin Scorsese team up, the Aviator. 
So those are Brian's picks, and uh, we will find out soon which one he uh, has to watch. Honestly, you should watch all four of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually. Uh, Star Drew, I, I will review my movie that I picked because I don't want to speak for anybody else because I doubt Brian's going to watch this or is watching it. But I chose The Aviator because I love that movie. It is fantastic. It is one of... Yeah, it, Leo DiCaprio is my favorite actor of all time, and it is one of Martin Scorsese's, like, I like it because it's not a mob movie by Martin Scorsese. Uh, so The Aviator, I chose that for Brian. But I'll only, I'll only say what I chose. <laughs> all right. Um, so a poll will be going up uh, relatively shortly. And hopefully Brian will be watching Aviator. But I won't be mad if he'll be watching any of those other films. And we'll talk about it next week. Um, all right. We're going to get into a, a bunch of cool stuff. We're going to be talking some some really great trailers. We're going to be talking F9 in spoiler fashion, and we will be discussing a little bit of Richard Donner. But before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about the casting table. It is another show that we do here at Apocalypse Movies. And basically the concept is we take a character within a lore or it's a known being that is going to be represented in a fiction story or movie or television someday, hopefully relatively soon. And we cast them ourselves, which actors and actresses we would love to see in those roles. This can be your favorite Marvel characters, your favorite Star Wars characters, your favorite DC characters, or characters from any type of lore, whether that be US history or uh, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. Whatever the case may be, we cast characters, and it's super, super fun. We've done a ton of episodes. Um, we, we've done – what have we done, Joe? We've done every. We've done a bunch of <laughs> characters yeah, throughout Star the Yeah, Star Wars, MCU, DC, we touch on all of it. Yeah, we've we've done Thrawn. We've done uh, – what's the, uh, the character, Spider-Man, the, the one who hunts him? But oh, Cra Craven. We did Craven before Aaron Taylor Johnson – was uh cast in yeah. that mm -hmm. so go ahead and check those out on our youtube channel and we will be doing another one very very soon and we will be casting dc comics zatanna the character from the dc comics that will be our next casting table so definitely keep an eye out for that all right so Great. we have a few trailers to discuss here and the first one being the trailer for don't breathe 2 now, Gio, have you seen Don't Breathe? Weren't you challenged to it? I have. I was very late to the party on the first one, but I did watch it. Awesome. And I mostly enjoyed it. Mostly enjoyed it. Interesting. So I I'm glad you've seen it because that'll lend some context to this trailer. Um, but I'm curious. I I just jog my memory a little bit. You You had some problems with the first one? Or what was your perception of the first one? So... I, I mean, we don't have uh, to go into too much spoilers. Spoilers. But, yeah. Well, the, Stephen Lane's character. I I mean, anytime he's on screen, he is so great at playing a, a, a blind man who is very dangerous. I like the way that the director, Fidi Alvarez, he set up, he staged the suspense and the horror. Um, it just, it's like a very, very dark version of like, home alone and if the kid was blind you know <laughs> not as funny um 
but as far as problems like i i just thought the the characters who were trying to play victims i, I was not a fan of them mm. um i thought their motivations were stupid but you watch this movie because of stephen lang yeah and so if you could just squeeze by the stupidity that is the uh other characters that he's well, down i'm okay with that because those these are the characters that he's trying to kill so sure it's like every almost everyone in the movie was a terrible person <laughs> kind of yeah. yeah yeah oh you learned some shit about uh stephen lang's character including but... stephen lang's character even though i guess you could see why he's doing what he's doing but it's still terrible um but i never thought we would get a sequel to don't breathe i like i just well okay the way the movie ends, technically, sure. But I just didn't think like, okay, you're just going to have another set of people try to invade his house and that's it. But they found a way to uh, bring this character back and do a new setting and a new story around him. And if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know what's going on. So, Gio, what did you think of this new trailer for Don't Breathe 2? Um, so... Are you familiar with that meme that goes like, uh, can I copy your homework? Sure. Just make sure you change it a little bit. So that way it's, you know, a little bit different. That's yeah. That's how I viewed this tra this uh, trailer right here. I'm just so like, oh, are you saying it's kind of a copy of the first movie? I mean, obviously there are some new elements, but the, yeah. the plot of it's largely the same, right? You have this uh, guy who is, you know, blind and a, a veteran and whatnot and people invade his house and, then they destroy his house, so now he goes on their revenge and whatnot. He's given a motivation to kill them, and um, I for myself, I it's fine. I'm gonna check it out. I don't know if I'll watch it in theaters, but I mean the fact that Fidi Alvarez is not directing this time, the fact that I, I just I, I don't know how much more you can offer for this world that we. Oh, have so this is one of those seen. produced by the original director movies. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there, there are some things I did like, like when he, when they're walking in the water and he can yeah. feel the ripples of it. That was pretty cool. There's a reason why they make that like the money shot of the trailer. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And then he turns out the lights and he's like, you're in my world now. And so that's, that's pretty cool. But, um, Oh, and then is, is that who, um, who's that girl? That, that girl that's in the trailer, the the small, uh, the, the young one. Is that his? So I don't daughter? know. All right. So the synopsis says that it's an orphan. And he must save a young orphan from kidnapping. But in the trailer, the henchmen say, um, we're not the ones you should fear that that man right next to you there. And they're like, should we tell her or should you? And then he. So I'm curious what's going on. And if you've seen the first movie. There's some ties you could make, which again makes it oh. interesting. Oh. Which again makes it very, very interesting to see like, can we, will we sympathize with this character, with Stephen Lang's character, or will we just hate the Pete guys he's trying to kill so much that we're just okay with it? We'll see. But I think that is going to be a reveal in the movie. What's going on with that? Uh, so, but as far as the synopsis goes, and I'm, I'm sure there's more information out there um, that people might know of. If you guys know anything, let us know in the chat. Uh, 
But as far as I know, it, the synopsis just says it's an orphan. Yeah. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I don't know how much more they can they can do to like war- warrant a, a sequel. Do they do the Terminator 2 route to where he's now the hero? I think you know, that's what they're the going for, honestly. So I – look, I love the first movie. I think it's great and, and very – original and i know you said it's like home alone but it's i just think overall the concept is very original and i and i loved it um so but i never thought we would get a sequel and so the fact that we're getting a sequel is cool like i'm on board with that i like this trailer it didn't blow me away um i i do think and this is the first trailer right as far as we know this is the first trailer so it's kind of what i've seen this is kind of like it's a little more than a teaser trailer but i still consider it like a this is what the movie's going to be trailer. Like it's an introduction trailer, I guess you could call it. And I think, so I'm curious, I need a little bit more information just like you, Gio, like who's this girl he's trying to save what's going on here, but we'll find out in the movie. I'm just glad, like, I just love this character and how he um, uses his heightened senses to, um, you know, fight these guys. And it's very, obviously very similar to daredevil, but, Daredevil's not a serial or Daredevil's not an intentional murderer. <laughs> um, so there's that. But yeah, it's I, I thought it was a good trailer. Like they had the again, the, the last 30 seconds of the trailer were really cool when you see him start hunting these guys down and he throws the hammer at the guy, times it perfectly. Uh that could be fun. But I really hope I hope they find a way to like make us care for like they want us to root for him in this movie so i'm curious do they win us over on that sense like will we be rooting for him as viewers i'm curious about that i don't know i i didn't like how in and at the end of the first movie uh she walked away with spoiler she walked away with the money um and just got away and whatnot granted he did some evil i mean this movie is uh, that first movie was bad versus bad versus evil Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so doesn't he get her though? Doesn't he drag her back to the house and that's how the movie ends? No, he gets away because she, uh, he, no, she gets away cause he falls through the glass mm. and is heavily injured. Um, she does the house alarm thing to where he not, he, he can't hear anymore. And then now mm. he can't see. Yeah. She just messes him up and then he, and then she gets away but then the, the, yeah, the yeah, new yeah. media coverage says that he's still alive and whatnot. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but I remember, doesn't the movie start with him dragging her to the house and then they show us that again and then she ends up getting away again. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. happened. But yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. So that's the Don't Be Don't Breathe 2 trailer. Uh, I'm still excited for this movie. Like, honestly, this is a movie you have to watch in the movie theaters. For those moments where the screen goes all black and and those type of things, even though we're following the killer in this movie, I just think it's still a horror movie. It still has horror elements to it. And I thought that's very interesting. And you brought up T2, right? This is a rare example where they're taking where the original was a horror movie and they're kind of turning it into an action franchise in a way uh, I, I i don't know about that i just i i don't know about this sequel um it's just I, i'm probably going to catch it on streaming 
because I'm just unless when we review it on the channel, you guys give it like rave reviews and whatnot. It's just I don't know. I mean, the the, the first one was was cool. You know, it, it's uh, it was it definitely surprised me, but I didn't ask. I'm, I'm speaking for myself. I, I didn't ask for a sequel. You know, that's just me. So we'll see. Let me know how it is. <laughs> Definitely, definitely will. Um, all right, let's move on to another trailer here, and that is the second full-length trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the Marvel Studios MCU movie. Um, Shang-Chi, so I actually just watched this trailer for the first time today. What? Yep. I, I actually kind of... Uh, I've, I've turned into watch the first trailer and avoid the rest of the trailers guy uh, because I, I just want to go into the movie as blind as possible, but I will watch trailers for the um, obviously to talk about them on the podcast. So I had no idea that abomination is in the trailer until today, which is crazy. But Gio, you wrote on our group chat, you wrote, something like referencing your excitement but then you didn't say what you were excited about and i i figured it was the shang chi it was the day the shang chi trailer came out so i didn't know i didn't know there was like must watch trailer um but hopefully you're more excited about this trailer man so what did you what did you think uh i am way more excited about this trailer you are correct um first off i i found out it's actually pronounced shang chi so I don't know uh, why that is, but that's that's the way it's pronounced. So um, anyone I've ever heard say it, like over, I've heard people say it a thousand times, and they've always said Shang Chi. <laughs> Everyone well, we live in America too, so you know, yeah. It's just, yeah. But anyways, um, I like this trailer a lot more. It showed off the powers. Uh, we saw more of the uh, ten rings, which I learned is actually. I mean, on a human, they, they look like bracelets, right? But apparently, mm -hmm. uh, the the rings are, are for like a a dragon, and we saw a uh, mm -hmm. hint of the dragon in in the in the in the underwater. Mm -hmm. We don't know if it's actually uh, Fin Fang Foom. Um, the everything that I've seen so far mentions the Great Protector. That could be a cover, or they could, you know, actually just go that route with. Uh, the uh the dragon but i mean the money shot man abomination versus wong crazy is that what is that who it was wong abomination versus wong and you know what yes oh my I mean, goodness look, what I've been i couldn't about, tell who that was i rewinded it too i've been talking about the incredible hulk okay i'm i'm a defender of that movie i I think more highly of it than uh, the rest of my uh, movie posting, my movie podcasting comrades, and so I'm finally happy to see that they are acknowledging that movie more and more in the MCU. We're, we're getting uh, Blonsky back as Abomination. We're gonna learn more about that fighting tournament. I mean, so you have you have um, a soldier on a serum gone wrong. You have a sorcerer. And Wong, you got Sung Chi. Uh, and who else could we see? Wait, why is there a tournament? Do we know why? 
no, the trailers didn't tell us. But I'm sure if you've read the comics, there's probably I mean, an explanation there. And it can't be like Contest of Champions, like the I don't know if it would be all like the what the Grandmaster does. I don't know if it would be. It looked like it was very like low key. And if you deep dive into this trailer, you find out that this tournament takes place in Madripoor. Madripoor was a heavy setting in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ah, that makes sense. Falcon and the Winter Soldier talked about the Power Broker. This power would take broker place. It's all about the Super Soldier Serum. Mm -hmm. who, has this, who has the Super Soldier Serum in the trailer? Abomination. So it makes sense why he's there. So there's so much speculation going on. But this trailer, I thought, was so much better. It displayed the powers. Beautiful, gorgeous cinematography. Um, a lot more action. And, uh, you know, the, the, the whole story is centered on the father-son relationship. Mm -hmm. you know? And so we'll, we'll learn more about that. Yeah. I All right. Abomination aside, which is freaking awesome, I love this trailer. Like the abomination is the sweet cherry on top, but I love the first trailer. I love this trailer. I am stoked for this movie. And I mean, maybe I say this about every MCU movie, but I just, I, I'm very highly anticipating this movie. I, it looks incredible. It, we're, obviously there's fantasy and, and magic and all that stuff in this trailer, but there also is going to be a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat stuff which is great. And oh, yeah. it, it does look, that looks incredible. That scene looks incredible. And it's, I love that. What better conflict, you know, to create drama for us as viewers than a father son duel. And he's, we see from the beginning of this trailer that his mom's telling him you're, you're, you're me, you're your mom, but you're also your father's whether you like it or not. So he basically, he obviously has, not liked his father for a long time and he he knows that his father's a, a criminal a bad guy a villain whatever you want to call it and that he's the mandarin right his dad yeah they haven't yeah. confirmed that I, or what? I mean, no no I, I hesitate because and this is kind of off topic but marvel intentionally changed the character in the comics it's fu manchu who's the Mandarin in this movie, it's a character named Wen Wu. Mm. And they did that because of the controversy with Fu Manchu um, in the comics and being stereotypical of like Asian representation. So they changed it. Mm -hmm. um, but that might not be enough. And that's, that's all I'll say. So. Interesting. Okay. Well, either way, like it, they're diving into this family dynamic and, it's not just random hero against some random villain who emerges. It's it's a family problem, and I really like that. And I love uh, the way um, the main actor looks in the role. Like he's he's from Kim's Convenience fame, which I I started watching Kim's Convenience, but I, I need to continue watching it because it seems pretty funny. And he. Um, He's pretty great in it throughout is what I've heard. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't wait to dive more into that and get more familiar with him. But I, I think they nailed that casting out of the park. And just 
I don't know what's going on. There's a huge lion that knocks some dude across the field, and I'm just oh, stoked. that the food dog, food dog, food dog. Oh, I think wow. it's called food dog. Yeah. So I like. I'm just all in on this. We're getting everything. We're getting hand-to-hand combat. We're getting you know MCU mythology. We're getting family drama cameos, and we're getting cameos and all and all this fantastical elements as well. Very very cool. And it shows like if he so look Shane Shang Chi is the master of kung fu. He's he can go out and be. He can go out and be in the. Uh, he could have been in the Avengers Battle in New York with his, without any powers, fighting because Black Widow and Hawkeye were like he. He's that capable, right? But he's also gonna get these. Hope we're guessing he's gonna get these rings, and have this power. So he's gonna become a much more powerful character than just his his hand to hand combat skills. And so I, I'm I'm assuming. So uh, that would be really cool to see. And then he could have a strong presence in the MCU going forward. Uh, but yeah, so that's how I feel about the trailer. And then also all these Easter eggs and stuff. And this is so cool. Like, what was that really Wong fighting Abomination? I, you know what? Does Wong, If Wong has his full powers, I take Wong in that fight. Because... I mean, it's really not that fair because <laughs> a sorcerer can almost defeat anybody. Um, at least the sorcerers in this world. Because, like, all you have to do is one of those portals that open up and, like, can slice off stuff. You just open one around their head. Boom. It's, it's over. Like, yeah. it's so who knows? But um, obviously, we saw Abomination hit him. So so that'll be interesting. But I, I'm glad Wong's in this movie. Uh, man, is there anything I missed? That that's some great trailer. Great trailer. Um, no, I mean you're on point where we're we're seeing a lot more of Wong in the MCU. You know, oh, I'm all yeah. for it. I love him. Wong in Doctor Strange, Wong mm-hmm. in Infinity War, Wong in Endgame, Wong in Shang Chi. I think he's appearing in one more. He might be in multiverse. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be in multiverse. Oh, I'm sure. Madness. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's uh, it's exciting, dude. I'm a lot. More, I'm gonna piss you off. I'm a lot more excited about this than I am Black Widow. Like it's not even close. And that's that's how it is sometimes with Marvel. Okay, they announce all these damn projects, and it's like but I want to be it, excited for the next one, but I'm looking down the road and I'm like, holy crap, who's that? You know? Have you seen that meme where there's a guy holding a girl's mm-hmm. hand, but then he looks back yeah. and he's like, ooh, it's like. I'm holding Black Widow's hand, but I'm looking at Shang-Chi, and I'm like, ooh. But that's because <laughs> heavily due to – you already know everything about Black Widow. You know all the reviews. You you already know – like, it's it's basically – it's almost – you've done everything but seen the movie, like, which we're seeing this Thursday, and I almost forgot, and I can't freaking wait. I, I'm stoked about Black Widow. But that's well, yeah, another yeah, conversation. Hey, 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 I'm going into it with an open mind. I'm sitting right next to you. We're going opening night. You know, I'm not going to go in hating the movie. Otherwise, I'm wasting my time. You know, there are some cool shots in the Black Widow trailer. There are some shots I like. My problem is they killed off Black Widow two years ago or three years. One was angry. But, but we're intelligent to know that this takes place at a different time. But but there's no stakes. 
there's no stakes because we, we know what happens. And it's just like, I, again, I'm going in with an open mind. I am voicing concerns. Hold on. You if know, I am proven wrong. You know, when you watched Batman Begins, you knew Batman wasn't going to die at the end. There's no sta- There was no stakes for Batman. Yeah, but Nolan didn't kill off Batman two years prior, so it's just it's it's I'm t- I'm just I'm just saying, okay. I'm gonna give it a fair assessment. I'm going with you opening night, fool. Okay, we're going. I know. I know. <laughs> I just look. Don't diss my girl Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. That's all I'm saying. Give it a fair shot. And uh, to be oh, fair, totally. I'll say and. Thank you for being very careful, Gio, because you know I don't pay attention to any reviews. I don't know any reactions to the movie, but I'll find out myself this Thursday and and for my own there you go opinion about it. Yeah. Um, but yes, the Shang Chi trailer, awesome, very incredible. Like I, when does this movie come out, Gio? Next year, uh, September seventh. Let me this year. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sh- I forgot. September, There's a lot September coming 3rd. out this year. I'm sorry, September 3rd. That is like three months away. Now you know why I'm looking over Blackwater's shoulder and like, hey, you know. (laughs) And to that extent, I'm looking over Black Widow's, I mean, Shang-Chi's shoulder because there's another movie coming out this December, which I won't talk about. So, And you know what I'm doing? I'm walking by holding the MCU's hand and just strolling forward, keeping my head straight dc walks right past you you're not even looking <laughs> no no not at all not at all um just kidding i love them both equally i'll be like this with dc and marvel on my arms walking through the streets putting there we in, go putting them both in chokeholds <laughs> <laughs> like i'm walking both of them right? yeah 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 Come i on. guess I, look, I had to, to lift the them look all right like this then i had to lift my arms up high enough so you could see them Jeez. um all right um <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, we'll go ahead. We're going to talk about Fast 9 in a second. But um, b- before that, Gio, do you want to tell them about our two other review shows that we do here at Apocalypse? Yeah. So not only are we doing Apocalypse Now, our movie hangout show every Tuesday, but tomorrow we will be covering Marvel, I mean, Loki on Disney+. Plus. It's episode five, two left, guys. It's getting real. It's getting very serious. So stop by after you've seen the latest episode of Loki and join us on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. for Marvel Rewind. The rumors are getting heavy. The speculation is hot. The TVA will not probably make it out of this series. That is just an estimation on my part, a prediction. Could we see Kang the Conqueror? Who knows? Come find out after you've watched Loki episode five and get our take, our breakdown of the latest episodes. That's happening tomorrow. And then Friday, the Fandalorian Club is back. And your boys, Jake, Brian, and possibly myself, we're going to be doing a little bit of catch up because we're going to have three episodes to talk about. So this could be one of the longer Star Wars rundown shows, but take it from me. Where's here? I'm gonna look at you right here. The Bad Batch is very impressive. Okay, I had very low expectations for the Bad Batch because it's a kids show. Okay, but it has continued to surprise me. 
there are recognizable faces making cameos in the Bad Batch. Check it out. It's a fun watch. Remember, it's a kid's show. Don't take it too seriously, okay? But afterwards, if you find yourself enjoying that, add to that experience and join us every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific time for the Fandalorian Club. Plugs done. Awesome. Thank you, Gio. And yes, uh, I'll be on the Marvel Rewind episode tomorrow. And I have I took a step back on the uh, Fandalorian Club, the Bad Batch reviews. I actually think I haven't seen the latest episode, so I have to get on that um, just because I've been working in I get off close to when we record on Thursday or on Fridays, but I definitely will give my thoughts on uh, the latest episodes whenever I get a chance. And also the full season review, I'm sure we'll do um, sometime after that. Um, yes, all right. Sir. So I think we can jump to the F9 review. Um, or do we know if Keith's going to make it today? I- I'm not sure. I'm not uh, sure, but we, we should definitely talk about um, that that news topic that's on the or or do you want to wait until? Let's wait until Keith. If Keith yeah, and if he doesn't show up, we'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Cool. Um. All right. So let's move on to and Keith hasn't seen Fast Nine, so this makes sense. Go. So yeah. let's Geo. We both talk about Fast Nine, but not here on on Apocalypse yet. So we're just going to talk about it. Warning: full spoiler discussion here for f9 the fast saga these amazing titles they come up for with these movies geniuses over there um but i do want to talk about this question real quick if gabe's still hanging around gabriel maramontes my boys sad face with a tear i don't know why uh best fast and furious movie and why for me it's number one well gabriel if you watched our ranking show um a while back you would get a better sense of it but we technically didn't give our personal exact lists but before we get to f9 geo um oh actually geo's yours is f9 right what your favorite of all time hell your favorite no. fast movie no. is f9 oh no. okay my bad my bad no, 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 um no, geo no. what is your favorite fast movie before we get to the f9 spoiler discussion um it's it's a close one between five and six. I'm gonna go five, fast five, the one that changed it all. Yeah, that's a great one. I'm gonna go Furious Seven, nice. um, because it's just, you know, I remember that theater experience more than any of the other movies. I remember, I know what theater we were at. We were at Greenback. We were with we were with our buddy Shane. You were, us three were there. I don't know if anybody else was there, but at least you and I and Shane were there. It was the Paul Walker uh, send-off for his character, uh, the Brian O'Connor character. And it was just a beautiful movie uh, or beautiful scene to close the movie. So I got to go with uh, Furious 7 as my favorite. But number one actually is a close second. Uh, But F9 is near the bottom for me. Um, We will talk. let's, Let's get into it, man. So... Uh, obviously, we were disappointed with F9, Geo. We came out of it with not much good things to say. But after having some time to reflect, uh, what would you say is – well, you could talk about a positive too if you want. But I, what would you say um, is the major, major thing contributing to like your overall negative opinion towards the movie? Um, It's just – the family, the ensemble, whatever you want to call them, it 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 doesn't 
it doesn't feel whole. It feels like it's it's missing some parts. You definitely feel the void of certain characters who, at least on paper, are more skilled than others. But once again, I mean, this 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 movie, more than any of them, makes them what's more than superheroes because at this point they're just it's it's gods they're gods okay and there's basically there's no stakes and they even make fun of it themselves in the movie well they they're close to doing that before they they go back and they retreat and they go back to being silly goofy and whatnot it's just like look i get it okay we know what this franchise is okay we go in there hoping to have a good time, leave our brains at the door, and just have fun. And you can only do that to a certain extent, is what this movie taught me. Because while you're there in the perfect timing, Keith. Oh, Keith, what's up? Your buddy? favorite movie of all time, F Nine. Oh, good. <laughs> like we just did this. Can we just do this? And if if if, if yeah. the other crew, if the other crew members were here. I would have probably have uh, backed out of this one because I'm just I'm uh, like 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 uh, Rachel said right here, mm-hmm. I've uh, I've I, I'm over I'm over this this uh, this one sucks this one is so bad now <laughs> does Justin Lin do the best job that he possibly can given what he has to work with absolutely mm-hmm. um, I, I gotta say even though the 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 action set pieces the stunts are so out of this world. As far as like putting them on screen, he did a pretty good job of that. He did the best he could. But I go into these movies, and I've said this before. I go into these movies because it's like seeing friends or family that you haven't seen in a couple years, right? You want to you wanna revisit them and see what they're up to and what other crazy stuff they get into. The problem is, since Furious 7... The movies around this ensemble, these characters, the family, it hasn't gotten better. It's decreased in quality each time. I said Fury, the Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious 8, whatever you want to call it. I thought that did I thought that movie did enough to warrant more installments. I thought it did enough. Did I think Fast Nine would be this bad? No. And now they're talking about spoilers. They're teasing Brian O'Connor coming back, Paul Walker's character. And it's like, don't do that. Don't. We talked about this on Barley and Barnes. Don't, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't. Because what you're doing is you're diluting what was one of the most special emotional parts of this franchise. Who would have thought when they gave Paul Walker a farewell? But this movie, it's so bad. It's like, it's like Michael Bay got intoxicated and then stumbled on set <laughs> and took over directing duties this movie sucks it's bad are there wow. some fun, are there some fun <laughs> moments sure there's some fun moments i think john cena was actually pretty good as jacob mm. but other than that me too he has a cool time, name too it's time for vin diesel to take a step back as a producer because since furious seven these movies have largely been eight and nine have largely been about him and i'm sorry yeah the yeah. best parts about Vin Diesel was when he was uh, Don Toretto. It was when he was with Brian O'Connor and the mm-hmm. two of them on screen leading the way. We heard our problems about the Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious 8. 
with uh, Luke Hobbs, uh, Dwayne Johnson, um, and, and all that behind-the-scenes drama. It's time for Vin Diesel to step back as a producer because this franchise, while it made a lot of money, it's it's bad. And people, I, I don't know, I think with this movie, they are going to figure out what their threshold is for just insane set pieces and whatnot. But yeah. I've taken over this whole thing. Jacob, please give give some thoughts. No, I – so obviously – the franchise is missing Brian O'Connor. It's he was arguably the main character of the franchise in a way. I mean, I know Dom Dom Toretto is two. They're both the two leads, but it's arguably that he was the lead of the, obviously he was the lead of the second movie, but he was definitely the lead of the, like, I think he's the lead of the first movie. And it kind of became like pretty big, like him as a character. So then also, obviously it's missing him. That's a given. I think it's missing Hobbs too. Like, oh, yeah, it's missing Hobbs so bad because Hobbs invigorated this franchise with Fast Five, and then it's like, okay, even though Fast Eight sucks too, at least like you know you got the Rock there, and he's you know it's entertaining, and you got Jason Statham too, part of the crew. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, I I think Fast, I think Fate of the Furious is a bad movie, but like I would. I would watch it like if it were on TV and I was bored and it was scrolling by, I'd watch it because it's fun. Like I enjoy Jason Statham and Hobbs and I like seeing like stuff like uh, Shaw, the Shaw brothers working together to save his baby. Like that type of stuff was cool. Like I like that. That was scene. the best scene in that movie. Statham yeah. And I'm like, can I get a, sh- can I get a Shaw brothers, like a Shaw yeah, family spinoff? Give me like <laughs> Fast and Furious get, but- presents the Shaws. Yeah, see, I don't even think it needs to be a spinoff. They can just, I mean, I guess it could, but just make the, like we were talking the other day on Bartley and Burns. Like, uh, it, like have the, the Shaw brothers be, both Shaw brothers be in the shift crew. Shift the focus to, yeah, to those guys. To other, yeah, and Keith, you mentioned this before, I think, is that the the same crew together over and over again, like, I know, obviously, if, if Paul Walker was still alive, you have to have Brian there, you have to have Dom there. But the other crew members are starting to feel a little stale. Right. Michelle and you Rodriguez need to rotate doing the same thing. You need like, to rotate Ludacris and Tyrese and some of these other characters, you know, out of the movie. And not that they have to go away forever, but whatever. You can have Ho- Tyrese and Hobbs and Saw too. You can have Ludacris being, you know, with the crew only and, and something like that. But it's just getting stale. So imagine if like they did some Matt, some crazy mission, and you have the Shaw brothers with them the whole time, like something like that. That would be uh, like if we see a Fast Ten trailer and and they're saying the Shaw brothers are like main characters and they're in the move the whole movie. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, damn it, I gotta go see Fast Ten. You know, I I would be excited because I those characters are interesting to me. Like, and I believe them when they're out doing these action things. Like, I believe it. So also, Gio, you said. Um, I forgot what you were comparing it to, uh, the, the franchise. Oh, like seeing old friends and family again, things like that. Uh, I agree with that, but it also, you know what it also feels like? It feels like a TV show that like seasons one through five, you loved and they were killing it and it was amazing. But I'm not, I'm not saying directly core, like with the movies, like fast one through six, I'm just saying in general, but then the last seasons are terrible, but 
you still watch because it's a show that you were invested in for so long. You spent so much time watching these first seasons. And now towards the end of the series, you're like, all right, I better finish it. Like, that's how it kind of feels to me. And it's like, I'm going to finish, like, I'm going to still see whatever movies they put out in this franchise. Um, like, but I would rather see a Hobbs and Shaw 2 than, a, than an F10, you know? Yeah, or, or the, at the very least, bring back Hobbs and Shaw. I don't know. Are they planning on making the second Hobbs and Shaw, or are they going to? There was they a post-credits yeah. uh, that showed I know the post Jason Statham. Yeah. Um, and I know, he yeah. Han, who Han, Han yeah. returns in this movie, and it's nice to see him, but that's it. I he's heard, just literally half the time standing around, like eating chips. Yeah, I heard he doesn't do anything. <laughs> I heard they don't really. I heard they don't really explain really how he came back. <laughs> oh my god! The it's, scene where they show that he's not really dead. It's, it's literally just. Yeah. It's it's literally Mister Nobody telling you just go with it. That's it. Right. And it's like yeah, that's what I heard. That. So basically, the spoiler review, right? Basically, Keith, this. You, do you know what happens? They said, they like, said he's the, not in the, the car. The car crash in, the car. in Tokyo Drift. He wasn't yeah. in the car. Like right. it was all a setup to fake Han's death. Yeah. And him and Mister Nobody are behind some brick wall around the corner. Like, <laughs> oh look, it worked. Even though, well, wait, yo, do he's you know in the car? I've did Shaw scene. know that he was in there or no? That's one thing that's, I didn't catch on. That's I was going to ask. Did Shaw think that. that he really killed him, or was that's he in what on? I was going to ask. Like I, I wonder if that's exactly what I was going to ask when you mentioned Statham, mm-hmm. because because that's so sort of saying he faked his death, but and he's working with whatever. And wait, and why does he throw the necklace into the car too? Right. So, <laughs> even though if you watch that scene, he's in the car. But you send a <laughs> but, message. To to Toretto, oh that and it was him. Yeah, that it was him. Yeah, remember right. he calls him too, because of yeah he called him on the phone. Yeah, because of yeah revenge for Luke Evans. Oh so. man, I can't believe they made like Tokyo Drift take place later in the franchise. It's so weird, but yeah, but it was literally it was so bad that scene. And then, so I told Gio this. I actually like the storyline with the girl that he's taking care of. I forget her the character's name. I I had it in the had it wait before that, wait that who was taking care of uh that han was taking care of oh her um i don't know her name um uh, was it l or something like that or it was like a short name but anyways like um yeah you see her in the trailer she's using like the, the gun on top of the truck that i actually like that character like because she was like whooping Ellie? ass whooping ass in the movie and i'm like oh this character's cool like I, it's one other character that you believe her in the action scenes. Sure. So so that oh, ooh the the scenes with the magnets. This should have been called F nine, something to do with magnets because the magnets in this movie were insane. The craziest magnets I ever seen. So uh, what's her name's character? Uh, what's uh, Emmanuel? What's her the girl from Game of Thrones? Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey from Game of Thrones. Like apparently she can't drive. Oh, the- the hacker. Um, Apparently, she doesn't know how to drive, and it was like, it was like a, you know, a cliche. Like, oh, the whole crew, the whole theme of these movies are driving, and everybody's a badass driver, right? Except her, and they're doing like a chase down, right? And they're in this big truck that has a magnet on it. Magnets play <laughs> yeah. heavy into the plot, Keith. Like, yeah, 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 magnets are like the craziest technology in the world in this movie, and they like they're chasing down this guy. 
um, Jacob and John Cena in the movie, and they all get in the car. Dom's in the passenger seat. Wouldn't it have been way faster for Dom to just switch seats with her, Gio, and him drive, right? <laughs> Wouldn't but then it? they want to give her something hmm. to do. I understand exactly. That, and but... so she she turns up the magnet all the way. Like, there's a huge skyscraper building, right? She's on one. They're on one side in this magnet truck. Jacob's on the other side. You see it in the trailer when the and car they goes turn the up building. the magnet and the mat. The car comes oh, through the buildings okay, yeah. and then yeah. goes into their truck. And yeah. ironically, Ludacris and Tyrese move from the back of the truck to the front of the truck so they don't get hit. Um, Gio, I was thinking we should have took no. Well, you did take notes, but I we should have wrote down notes. Ridiculous things to happen in this movie. That was one of them. Another thing is they're in like this cellar type thing. And it, it's like these stairs and there's water underneath and Dom's fighting off like 20 guys by himself. And then like 50 more come and he can't take it anymore. Like can't take on 70 guys. Right. Oh my God. So then they're all getting around him and he's like, Ugh! and then he pulls these chains from the building down and the, like the whole thing comes whole falling thing comes down, down and he falls into the water and Letty dived down and got him out. Ridiculous thing number two that we talked about. <laughs> this, this whole movie is ridiculous, man. Like I, right. I'm gonna spoil Cardi B. I so, mean, it's a, it's a spoiler oh, that's review. Right. She's in it. Yeah, that's right. Cardi B. She's like in England oh, or something man. in London. There's a reason why they gave her like 15 seconds of screen time. <laughs> there's, there, that's 15 seconds too long. Seriously, like she. Okay, so I like her, her, but yeah. no, 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 no. It's pretty much Isaac Gonzalez in Hobbs and Shaw, right? Remember she had that crew of females? Oh, yeah. no, right. This one, this one's way more cringier. You know why? Because oh, she literally doesn't she doesn't do shit. She okay, so Dominic Toretto is taken away by Interpol police, right? Mm. Interpol police show up in these uh outfits and they have helmets on. They put Toretto into the back of the truck. They all get into the back of the truck as the truck drives away takes the helmet off there's cardi b she's like oh yeah look at this we're badass we did this we rescued you and then it like cuts away from her while she's talking because like while her dialogue is finishing up because they don't want to see how she how terrible she's acting too and then like toretto's there laughing like ha ha ha, yeah you're badass i put you in this movie you're badass it's just like so what was the point of that how much did they have to pay her to do that scene like a hundred thousand dollars i don't know but like that was a waste of money, but they got it in the money. trailer, right? To get people in to come see it. That's what yeah. it is. And, and and you know what? It's just like it, the fact that she's coming back to ten and possibly eleven. Is she really? Yes, I I, I mean it, dude. Like what? Like, I'm gonna watch. And nothing against Cardi B. I enjoy her music, but it no. just shouldn't be in terrible. This. Fuck that. No, <laughs> she's, she's. I like her. She's. She's. I think she's funny. Um. You know, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like some of her songs, but Nikki over Cardi B all day. Oh, as a rapper, that's not even close. Yeah, that's not even close. But yeah, uh, but this franchise has always done that. I mean, it did it obviously. Ja Rule in the first one. Um, if he doesn't come back, I, I'd be upset. I, 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 Who, I ja Rule? Might, one of my predictions, I think he might come back. <laughs> I don't see why not. I mean, at least it'll spice things up. Apparently, he passed on the second one because. They said, or Lud- I think Ludacris talked about it. He just he thought he was big time. It was two thousand three yeah, or whatever it was. He was so he was, 
Yeah, he thought he was too big for it, so he passed oh, on it. You so know they who Lewis. they should bring back? I, I wonder if they've asked Eva Mendez to come back. I think she might be. I heard about that, too. I don't know if she's there, still active. There are, there are rumors that she but yeah, is heard. returning, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because she was in a – was she in a post-credit scene in, uh, I think it was five? Six. I think. No, six, five, five. Oh, was she really? Five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was the scene? She like, was what? with uh, she was with The Rock, I think. Or yeah. Didn't they reveal that Michelle Rodriguez yeah, was she, alive? She, she gives uh, Hobbs a, a photo. Oh, and it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh duh. Yeah. That's yeah. the six, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, man, dude, like, this is. And, obviously, they brought back Bow Wow and uh, the other guy, right? From, oh, uh, my. Yeah. Those from, scenes were. The they did <laughs> nothing. I, so did, they just but did they not? Did they make they made the rocket car right? Is that what I heard? They happened mm-hmm. to be working on a Pontiac okay. Fiero with the rocket <laughs> strapped to it, which is ridiculous. And then like, but they don't do anything. Right, they're just there. It's just like <laughs> they go to they help them with the space mission. All right, <laughs> I would no, I I would have preferred Scott Eastwood came back <laughs> instead of instead of Bow oh, That's right. And, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Where is he at? Yeah, right. You know, he was such a. They forced him in the fate well, of the fear. And they honestly, I was saying before this movie, I was saying they could bring Lucas Black's character back as a full fledged, like part of the team. Part of the team. Yeah. That's right. what I, like, look, nobody can replace, you know, Brian O'Connor's character, but just saying, like, you could have had someone come in and be a part of that. And, like, you could have made, they make his character a joke in this movie. Mm. Like, it, honestly, it diminishes his the Tokyo Drift movie for me because they make him and Bow Wow look just like idiots. I don't mind Tokyo Drift. I know, like yeah. we talked about it, like we we weren't. I wasn't on the ranking episode, but it's not as it's I, not it's, terrible. It's, it's, I, it's all right. Yeah, I don't. It's not good. No, it's, the, the the longer this franchise go goes on, the better good. Tokyo it Drift looks better. I honestly Maybe think that's, that's what, what it is. is. Like I think it's is. better than eight and nine. And so then I'm sure. like, wait a minute, do I like Tokyo Drift now? <laughs> I guess so. Um, but well, there doesn't man, need to be wow, nine. Wow. There doesn't need to be nine of anything these days, right? I mean, that's that's too much for anything. Well, and, I, and I wonder if if you guys and uh, like Jill, uh, you're talking about Justin Lin. I mean, he's done like what five of these movies? Four, four of them. At least he did three, four, three, four, five, six, and then nine. Yeah, so five. I'm just okay. surprised because, like, that's, in all that's of those much. movies, Liddy, other than you know, all those movies, like, he did a pretty good job, like, pretty good to great, you know. And then he did uh, Star Trek Beyond, which I freaking love that movie. Yeah, that's a good I one. Like, and I like I'm like, yeah. what happened here is what I don't, I don't the know. Franchise writer Chris Morgan, he's not mm. doing. He, he didn't do F9. He did Hobbs and Shaw instead. Oh. So it's a different writer, and you can see it. Because some of the character choices, some of the character mm. – if you even if you could even call it development, because they just – from from the get-go, they, they happen to be doing all this stuff. Tyrese and Ludacris, they – two of them together, nobody could take them down. Okay? They literally right. go against six soldiers. And speaking of Tyrese – there was a moment where he's surrounded by like a dozen soldiers, all with rifles. I heard that, yeah. And they're firing they're all, at they're him. They're all shooting at him. And yeah. then he takes one and takes them all out. And then like later on, he's like, <laughs> guys, I think we're invincible. Like, look at my jacket. It has bullet holes in it. And he's like, that, has at that point, going on here. See, yeah, like, at that point, that's, that's where you're like, okay, if they're going to do that and 
because they know we're aware of it, right? That they, they call that they, hey, they hey, were hey. embracing it, but then Ludacris right. and Ramsey tells him to shut up, you're dumb. Yeah, yeah. Back to but then later on in the movie, which if they would have executed it better, it would have been a cool moment. But you know when the action's going on later on in the movie, Joe, and then Tyrese is talking over it, and it's like he's like, "I know we're not invincible." He's like, "We've just we've gotten so lucky. Maybe we're just lucky, or something like that." But all right, we crapped all over this movie. Like, I don't think we've crapped on a movie as much as this. But real quick, just, just real yeah. quick, you just mentioned the the line. I guess he so he said something about we're just lucky. Yeah. They did do that, to be fair. They did that in Mission Impossible. <laughs> Remember Alec Baldwin, I think, was saying, uh, said that about Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. But I, can't remember, I think it was uh, Rogue Nation, I think it was. Like, you've just been lucky. When we all take years. those movies seriously. Like, oh, no, absolutely. They're not yeah, nearly it's as like, We, it, you know, everybody involved, like all the characters that they present to us in those movies, we believe right. that they're capable of doing what it, they're doing. Right. You know what I mean? And we care more about them. Yeah. And there's not like twenty of them. There's like five. Right. So, right. Right. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, we've we've talked about some positivities in this movie. Hmm. So, um, what would you say is the main one for you? Oh man. Um, <laughs> oh, let me just real quick. Why do you think about that? I mean, if I had to pick, I don't blame you, Stardew. That's, that's honest, no, that's I'm, a, I'm not putting on a, a, a face uh, like an act or anything. I'm probably John Cena as uh, Jacob. Mm. You know, there there were early scenes where different actors portrayed the younger versions of themselves. Michael Rooker played the father, and um, well, he played the father's friend. Oh, really? The, the father's the father's friend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah, yeah. Oh, he okay. wasn't their father. Was he oh, was like, he was like, um, he's like an uncle, pretty much. Yeah, basically, yeah. Is he and, still um, is he still around? Yeah, yeah, he is because Dom oh, wow. goes and sees him when he's older. So hey, oh, make him wow. part okay. of the crew. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that that wasn't bad, and I that I'd wasn't. Like see, I'd like to see John Cena come back. Um, mm. Man, yeah, I mean he's going to right, but he's clearly he just reminded me of the villain of the movie. He sucks. That's what I heard. Oh I heard well, o- Otis. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Is he the Who real villain? I don't know. It's yeah, Charlie. Didn't Charlie get away? Like she got away again? Yeah. Or some she shit. Got away, yeah. yeah. I mean, I she's know. great, but like the, she, just the dialogue and the writing is terrible. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know, I don't guys. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I heard Steve Morris on the Cinephiles with John Roca. He talks all the time about movies like this where. Uh, like action is supposed like you're supposed to set up the you're not supposed to set up the story with action the action or or, or vice versa something like that like you know what I mean like the action is supposed to uh, or the story is not supposed to serve the action the action is supposed to serve yeah, the story exactly, exactly and it seems yeah. like yeah and it seems like this is all just it's just action 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 and then they get to the story kind of secondary or even tertiary mm-hmm. you know and I can I can just tell that yeah. Yeah, that's why I, over time, I know I wanted to go see it when the trailer first came out. And then over time, I was just like, uh, I don't know about this, man. And as soon as I saw the car going into space, I said, no, I'm gonna. that's going to be a red box riddle for me. <laughs> they would have died instantly. <laughs> like, come on now. Um, I agree with Gio. Like, not necessarily just John Cena himself, but 
and it's funny because a lot of people were making were that was the one negative thing people were talking about like oh come on john cena's his brother and <laughs> you can't take this seriously and it actually at least for me and for geo obviously too it it was the best part of the movie for me i actually i didn't mind the flashbacks they have two younger actors playing dom and jacob and mm. i i gotta admit i don't know if it's a guilty pleasure thing or not but i did not mind those scenes at all oh, no. and Wasn't i didn't it? mind the relationship between john cena and vin diesel was the young dom wearing a white beater and a chain and a yeah, basically, or a white. He was <laughs> or yeah. a white muscle shirt. Mm -hmm. So this is the last thing I'll say because I'm, 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 I'm. I didn't even want to talk about this today, but because we're <laughs> low on staff, I'm, I'm here. I'm being a team player, but like you, Jacob, I'm a sucker for for brotherly bond. Whether it's movies mm -hmm. like Warrior, or mm -hmm. I haven't seen Onward, but I've heard you talk about the the brother relationship. Oh. Right there. oh. Yeah, right. Bring a box of tissues when you watch. Yeah, right. This, the root of this franchise since five has been all about family, right? We see there are so many memes on Twitter right now about yeah, uh, Vin yeah. Diesel and family, but the strength of it was um, John Cena and uh, Vin Diesel's Dominic Toretto, Jacob mm -hmm. and Dominic Toretto, and. One could say it was pretty predictable that he would, you know, as do all the freaking bad guys, whether it's Owen Shaw, Deckard Shaw. Uh, <laughs> they all end up working with them. <laughs> watch watch Cypher, Charlie Theron. Um, and oh, the and there's a bigger movie. villain. Dude. I hope, like, I think they're setting her up to be, like, their biggest foe, which it better not be she's working with them and then they're taking on a bigger foe. I mean, that's your Well, we still... I wonder if they're going to tie in that mystery voice from from Hobbs and Shaw. They probably will. Yeah, who, like, because we still don't like that. That's some kind of cliffhanger, I guess. So we're trying to figure out who but that who could is. Who could it be? At, at at this point, they yeah. You mean so, character wise they're or so actor wise? They're so invincible. They're like Both. like who? Honestly, who? who, who I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I mean, no, I and even Hobbs and Shaw fight an enhanced human being. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly with a magic superpowers power cycle. exist superpowers exist in this world uh, every, uh, yeah, yeah right i mean so it well, better be the so, decepticons i was listening, <laughs> well I, I was listening to the weekly planet and they were like saying that there must be a deleted scene in the first one where they touched a magic amulet that made them invincible oh <laughs> for sure absolutely and <laughs> who knows man maybe they take on the dinosaurs from jurassic world Best world, uh, time same, travel, same studio, really something. Yeah. Oh, it is. Isn't I it? Could, yeah, that's right. I could oh see that. Oh my god, dude! If if it's time travel, because that's I'm telling that's you, it. that's they the next thing. Space. That's the, space the next thing. It's time travel. <laughs> time travel, or they end up on a different planet. <laughs> oh, they're like, right. and they gotta like race aliens to get like a ship part. Oh my, oh my goodness! There we go. Let's do it. Oh, no. <laughs> you might as Nos. well a spaceship with Nos, <laughs> bro. A space car oh, with Nos. You got that in this movie. They use Nos in space. I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. 
they gotta drag the sun like they drag the safe in fast five or something like that like something ridiculous all right gotta, all right all right so yeah, yeah but yeah but i like there's there's some enjoyable parts in this movie that we can't remember but they um that's it fast nine f9 the fast saga best title ever um that'll do it for for our thoughts and keith we saved this last uh, topic to discuss with you, man, because we thought yes. you might want to touch on it. And that is the uh, passing of Richard Donner. Yeah. Um, passed away at the age of 91. For those who aren't familiar, some of his uh, best films include, or his most notable films include Superman, the movie, Superman 2, The Goonies, uh, the Lethal Weapon franchise, Scrooge Timeline, and his last movie was 16 Blocks. Yeah. Uh, Man, I, I just, yeah, it's weird. Wasn't he, didn't he just recently talk about doing Lethal Weapon 5? Five, yeah, we were, uh, I remember we were talking about in the chat maybe, I don't know, not even a year ago, uh, Gio and I were going back and forth about it. Cause I was, I remember Gio missed it in our group chat and I went, uh, I don't know about that. Lethal Weapon yeah. 5, I was just like, eh. I was, I definitely would have thought, seen it. I was definitely like, cool but it's like what is that gonna be about like what but now yeah, we talked like, i think we uh, talked about it on the show too but yeah r.i.p yeah, r.i.p richard donner so keith Absolutely. maybe talk about some of his favorite films of yours and what this means to you man oh big loss big loss richard donner obviously a, a heavyweight like i told you guys uh, the other day but uh uh my favorite christmas movie is scrooged and he directed that <laughs> um, nice that was my absolute number one uh, Christmas movie of all time. Uh, and the movie still holds Put up. A little love in your heart. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love that. Love that movie. But uh, I mean, I don't. I can't see anything. And I've seen m- most of his movies, nearly all of them. I didn't see these three early ones: uh, X15, Salt and Pepper, and Lola. But The Omen is terrifying. I saw that when I was way too young. Uh, oh, I haven't seen Inside Moves, but I seen The Toy. I didn't know he directed The Toy with Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. That cracks me up. Oh yeah, the toy. Yeah. I love that movie. Why? I know, right? I had no idea. I love that movie. He directed Maverick. Maverick is great. I don't know if you guys seen Maverick. I Mel have Gibson. it, but it's it's oh, uh, so good. It's a Mel Gibson collaboration, right? It's, yeah, yeah, and, that's uh, really good. Somebody else, forget who the leading lady is. <laughs> I want to say Renee. Maybe. No, it's and, so funny. Somebody else. Fox. Jody Foster, Jody Foster. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's really good. It's very, very good. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to go through all of them, but Radio Flyer is also really good. Uh, if you haven't seen that, that's also, I recommend that. But I didn't realize, oh, and Timeline. Have you seen Timeline? I haven't, no. I didn't know he directed that either. I saw that on his uh, filmography. I went, oh, I, I don't even remember that. Like, that's a good movie. Uh, he's a producer on the first uh, X-Men film, which is yes, really cool. Him and his wife, uh, Lauren Schuler Donner. Oh, really? And, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a big, he was a big time. He's he's done a lot of producing. Oh wow, timeline starring Paul Walker. Paul Walker, yeah, that's a pretty wow. good movie. I, yeah, it's actually not that bad, um, or not bad at all. I think it's, it's all right. But uh, did a lot of TV, which I didn't realize a lot of TV he did. But just, yeah, he was obviously the the thing he's most known for is Superman, of course. Uh, the first one and a half <laughs> Superman movies, because he kind of got he kind of was the original Snyder. Uh, to be honest, uh, the Donner cut. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because they just, for whatever reason, didn't like what he was doing with the Superman films, so they brought in some other Richard Lester to make a yes, goofy version. Keith, have you seen I both have, versions? I actually haven't seen the Donner, the Donner version. I'd like to watch that. Um, the original one is, I know everyone loves Superman 2. It's blasphemy to say it's, eh, I don't really, eh, I don't, doesn't hold up as well as it did. Do you like it? Well, obviously, but do they, do you like Superman 1? Oh, that's classic. I love Superman 1. Yeah. It, it they were still trying to figure it out, but. Yeah, of course. You'll yeah, believe yeah. a man could fly. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, that production was kind of crazy. I, I did a report on it when I was in film school. And I was, anyway, but uh, yeah, it's classic. He made a piece, started it off, obviously, the whole thing. And he brought us Christopher Reeve. And yeah, I mean, just Donner, obviously, of course, Lethal Weapon did all four of those. Those are all three's not great, but I mean, they're all pretty good, at least. And uh, like I said, I was really excited. Well, interested in <laughs> Lethal Weapon 5. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think uh, Rachel, that's I think. Crazy, I, yeah. I think I'm the same. I think I'm the same because obviously the other thing, the biggest one is Goonies, right? Like everyone, everyone knows, and Goonies is one of the most beloved movies ever. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, the exact same thing for me, Rachel. Uh, so that's a big loss. I didn't realize he was 91. I knew he was up there. I thought he was you know, in his early I think 80s. The first, the first directors I knew of as a kid were Scorsese and Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not even wow. joking. To because my parents would watch those sure. movies in the room with me, thinking I wasn't paying attention, but I was. <laughs> Jacob was watching uh, Goodfellas at age, at age seven. <laughs> I literally was. <laughs> no joke. Not a joke. <laughs> but yeah, man. Just rest in peace, uh, Richard Donner. He's like one of the all-time greats, man. I mean, I don't know if you know he he kind of gets the credit, but not really. You know what I mean? But I mean, he certainly will now. Uh, so we got to make sure we give all these directors, man. We're going to be losing some of them soon. That's what we hate to say, but they're getting up there, all the, hey, as, all the old guys. So, um, know. Yeah, man. I think, is it the rapper uh, Lucas Joyner? He made that Will Smith song. Uh, yeah. Oh, Will, totally. And he says, give them a rose while they're still alive. And Give them their flowers, yeah. That's that's what we got to do. Um, so I haven't seen as many movies of his as you have, Keith. But obviously, I've seen Superman films, I've seen the right. Goonies, I've seen the Lethal Weapon films. I, you know, I I really like Superman the movie, and I, I, I mean, I haven't seen the Donner cut of Superman too. But um, obviously, he's responsible for some of that original one, and and I enjoy yeah. that movie a lot. Uh, if I had to choose a favorite movie, it might be Lethal Weapon. Honestly, sure. yeah. uh, I mean, it's very close with Superman, the movie, because I, I know it's cheesy, but come on, it, time it was made, it's, yeah, right. you know, I I think it doesn't hold up. Like, I know when I, I, I think you got to go into a movie with the context of the time it came out. The time. Yes. So, but I do agree, like, there's movies that you watch, they're like, even for that time, this is bad. So I think... It doesn't hold up applies to that type of thing but uh yeah i mean i i definitely like i watched the lethal weapon movies when i was in high school and i like i watched the first one and i couldn't stop watching them i was like i yeah. have to watch all of them straight through now and i did and, and i really enjoy those but yeah definitely superman the movie and uh the lethal weapon franchise are ones that will stick with me and 
yeah so r.i.p richard donner geo you got any thoughts man any what's your favorite movie of his maybe so um a lot of richard donner's movies were before my time um the first one that i saw that was new that came out was lethal weapon 4. i was about mm -hmm. eight years old when that came out and that's that's a movie that holds a soft place in my in my heart obviously one and two are great three whatever um yeah. four though I, I will defend four um it's all right. but i mean what's up yeah i'll say it's, it's okay it's not it's not i don't think it's bad the, the people not like you well you know people they they go ah you know leave the weapon for you know by the time that, that they said the words like franchise fatigue and whatnot and i'm just like well what? i mean maybe jet lee's in it got jet lee yeah, jet, jet lee his first american role but yeah. um yeah i mean if you think about it donner's legacy i mean what he did for comic book movies not just you know the first two superman movies um where he you know like many people have said he made he made you believe a man could fly but then the turn of the century he was a big uh person as far as being involved in the first x-men movie with brian singer another yeah. landmark movie in the genre so and people they may not realize this but he was actually a mentor of kevin feige kevin feige released a statement i talked about it yesterday on my channel where he credits richard donner and taking uh kevin feige under his wing during the first x-men movie and kind of you know showing him the ropes mm. and so That's we cool. owe whether you're a marvel dc fan whatnot we owe a lot to richard donner and kevin smith will tell you that the late john snap would tell you that um anybody who's working in hollywood whether it's kevin feige steven spielberg they'll tell you that as well um he also changed the game as far as buddy cop movies with lethal weapon i mean at the time and keith will deep dive into all of this on sunday but gibson and glover game changers man well, i mean for the modern era those are the ones you point to when you think of buddy cop at least for me i mm -hmm. When I think of Buddy Cop movie, those are the first movies I think of. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know absolutely. what's interesting? Because, and that's a, just really quick on that, and we'll talk about it for sure, said Gio. But with Lethal Weapon, because like in the script, you know, Shane Black wrote it. Mm -hmm. and it was, it was uh, so a lot of people don't realize. Right. Yeah, exactly. Man, and Shane Black has been around forever. How old is that guy? <laughs> well, apparently, that was his very first script out of film school at UCLA. Really? Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy because that doesn't necessarily happen for, you know but uh and Murtaugh, does not shane black does not look 60 years old i, yeah, I know right oh but but Murtaugh wasn't described like he didn't really have a they didn't say whether he was white or black or whatever so he was uh so apparently i guess donner was reluctant at first to cast danny glover and then he realized wait that's ridiculous he could be black like he could be he could absolutely be black and he's like yeah of course we'll make him he'll make be him, anything make yeah so you know, which I think is a really cool, cool thing. Like he really he felt bad about thinking that way. He was like, "Why would I? That, that, he could be anything." So then he cast Danny Glover. And he's like, awesome. yeah, you hit him on the head. Oh, with that, Gio. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gio, did you have some more thoughts? We kind of interrupted. I mean, no, <laughs> sorry, yeah, not, sorry, not sorry. really. Um, some other producer credits uh, from Richard Donner: uh, The Lost Boys, the vampire flick starring oh, Kiefer okay. Sutherland, yeah. uh, Free Willy. Uh, it was a big movie in our childhood in the 90s. Right. <laughs> Any yeah. given Sunday, the Oliver Stone mm -hmm. football movie, he was a producer. And mm -hmm. 
Fox, 20th Century Fox actually had to fly him out onto the set of X-Men Origins Wolverine because tensions were so high between the studio and the director. Like, oh, wow. Gavin, really? Uh, we're going to well, get Gavin, into it. Uh, on Sunday, Gavin we're going to get into it. Gavin yeah. O'Connor? Is it? No, it's uh, 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 Gavin, Gavin Hood. Hood. Gavin Hood. Oh, Gavin, Gavin Hood, yeah. Yeah, Gavin yeah. Hood. yeah. Oh, man. I got stories, bruh. But, yeah, yeah, it's just like so while we have a huge list of movies, whether he directed, produced, whatever, man, I was really hoping he would have made that Lethal Weapon 5. Yeah. Just to, just yeah. to see it. But That's the one studio, yeah. The studio was like, ah, no, you know how they are. They play fucking hardball and whatnot. Donna right. was game. Gibson yeah, right. was game. Glover was game. They even talked about it during his Oscars uh, honorary uh, ceremony speech. And it's just like. Wasn't Chris Rock, I, too? Wasn't he? Wasn't were they talking to Chris Rock about it? I think I thought I heard I, he was. Uh, I, I, I'm not too sure. I, on thought that I, remember hearing. I, I wonder. There must be a script out there. I, I will know oh, by, definitely. by Sunday. <laughs> he must have had at least had somebody working on a script. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. Maybe even. I hope maybe somebody actually does it in his honor. To be honest. Well, kind of. I, I thought about that, but I wonder if you would get. Okay, what if it. what if Mel Gibson says, "Screw it, I'll direct I'd, it." I'd be okay with that. Uh, yeah, I can rock with that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. As long as his wife also signs off on it too, you know. To produce. That's, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Laura yeah. Schuler, Schuler Donner, who's yeah, she, she's one very, of the great producers. Very, very big deal. I mean, up yeah. there with Kathleen Kennedy. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, any last thoughts, guys? Oh, rest in, rest peace. in peace. And um, thank, you. thank you. Yeah. If you Absolutely, guys get a chance, yeah. go online. Read some of the quotes from Kevin Feige, Steven Spielberg, Mel well, Gibson. I didn't know that Kevin Feige story, Gio. And on, I mean, it's safe to say, like, we would have said this anyway, just because, you know, Superman the movie was kind of the first major superhero comic book movie, but we probably wouldn't have the MCU without Richard Donner because the start, the whether you could say X Men started the new era of these comic book movies, but. We wouldn't have had the evolution of comic movies without the start of Superman. And then to hear that he influenced Kevin Feige so much, because Kevin sure. Feige is a amalgamation of everything he's learned since he started working in the business. So if it's if he was working with Donner that young, then he heavily influenced him going forward. So that's Do you guys huge. mind if I bring up the the uh, comment real quick? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Hold on. Let me uh Bring it up right here, and I'll read it to you guys, so that way you can see it. And uh, can one of you share Rachel, it? Totally agree. It's right there on the on the screen. It says, Richard Donner not only made me believe a man could fly, he made me believe that comic characters could be brought to life on the big screen with heart, humor, humanity, and verisimilitude. Ah. Sorry. Above all, he taught me that it can and must be done with respect, caring, kindness to everyone in front of and behind the camera. Dick and Lauren became mentors during my early career and key supporters throughout the birth of the MCU. I owe my career to the way that they took the time to nurture and teach a kid from New Jersey who didn't know how to use a fax machine or make coffee very well. I always thought of Dick was immortal. 
I still do. My thoughts are with Lauren and the entire family. Wow. Beautiful. And beautiful. Right? Honestly, like some people say things because they have to. Like I, I trust Kevin Feige like with anything, and sure. I believe he means that genuinely. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and what really I love to hear is the thing about you know treating everyone with respect and kindness and care, both in front of and behind the camera. That's the way to do it. I can tell you firsthand they don't necessarily teach that in film school <laughs> uh, which is why you get a lot of the stories that we get now so uh I, i'm that warms my heart to hear that that's, that's the way it should be so that's nice that's yeah, a very lovely statement. Awesome. well that is a beautiful way to end today's show i want to thank everybody for watching everybody for commenting in the comment section thank you so much we would not want to do it without you guys uh, thank you, Gio, for uh, basically engineering this whole episode. Um, let them know where they can find you online, man, and what else you got going on. Not bad. A couple speed bumps on my end, but <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, so I have my own channel where I also talk about movies, rumors, heavy rumors, um, and that's Fandom United. Every Sunday evening, right after POV, I have a live stream at 7.30 Pacific Time, and I am currently transitioning Usually what I've been doing is running down the news of the past week. But since I do news videos Monday through Friday, the Sundays will be editorials. And this past week was Independence Day, 4th of July on Sunday. And so <laughs> I did a scene-by-scene -scene breakdown of Independence Day. It was my first time doing it. Uh, Rachel and Star Drew were there. Thank you guys again. And it was a lot of fun. And this Sunday, we will be talking Richard Donner, going over his entire film slate, legacy, fun stories. I can't wait to share some. We'll have some clips from his interviews, et cetera. It'll be a fun time. If you want to learn more about Donner and his legacy and what he meant, check it out. Awesome. And Keith Barnes, I know you were only here for a short time, but so glad we got you here for the Donner discussion. Um, yes. Let them know where they can find you online. And if you do any other shows on YouTube or anything like that. <laughs> well, I do, uh, Jacob. Thank you. Uh, I just did a show with you, our return of our show. It's called Bartley and Barnes. Uh, we're coming back. We're doing a monthly recap show. We're going to recap all the stuff in uh, – pop culture, music, movies, sports, whatever uh, that mm -hmm. happened in the previous month. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so you come join us at the end of this month uh, for that. Uh, but our previous episode, we just talked about all the stuff that happened in June, a little bit of stuff from May, just everything mostly from kind of early this year, but mostly from Yeah. Mostly Basically, we touched on like 2021 up until that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you can go to our channel, check that out. Um, you can also see me with said uh uh on said show previous show that we just talked about fan of united haven't been on in the last couple of weeks uh <laughs> some just other stuff that's come Busy up but i will be there man. yeah yeah but i will be there to talk about donner richard donner with geo you can catch me we talked we've had a lot of great shows talk about a lot of fun stuff uh on there uh, it's a lot of fun i enjoy i enjoy being on there so you can see me on there you can follow me on twitter also at keep barnes 79 thank you rachel hey you stuck through the whole episode two and a half hours yeah, she, she probably learned Shout so much yeah. about nba basketball like that she didn't know 
for, prior yes. to that. So awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Bartley 824. Uh, we're talking, we talk about sports on Bartley and Barnes, but I also have a football fantasy football discussion YouTube channel called first round fantasy football season's coming up. It's starting to heat up. Um, basically everybody mm-hmm. on apocalypse, we all play in leagues together. So kind of crosses over a little bit so check me out there and of course check us out here at apocalypse movies we um we do apocalypse now every tuesday at 7 p.m pacific standard time and we will be reviewing loki episode five tomorrow yeah (laughs) tomorrow wednesday at 7 30 pacific standard time i'm gonna try to stay up till midnight and watch it probably not gonna make it maybe (laughs) i'll take a nap and then wake up and watch it but but we'll see how that goes and of course uh check out the fandalorian club on friday when we talk about the next episode of the bad batch and please follow us on twitter instagram facebook all that good stuff at apocalypse movies thanks again for watching we'll see you next time